Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, October, August 9th. In this episode, United are back at being shit. Liverpool do the clop flop and Holland and City announce themselves. But first, Mike, are you okay? And on a hyperbolic scale of one to a billion, how are you feeling about Spurs? Wow. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. Um, to answer the first question, after 10 days of California and drinking with some of my best friends uh, and congratulating one of them on on being married to his new beautiful wife, I am just doing the best I can. Uh, okay. I am okay. struggling. I caught a handful of matches this weekend. I'll tell you right now, that whole uh, California Pacific time zone thing, not friendly, not compatible with the Premier League. Let me tell you no, that. The no. good news is, though, that because I was drinking and eating so much with my degenerate friends that I had to get up and uh, and take a shit at 5 a.m., which was great. I got to watch most of the Liverpool match because of that. So that was that's awesome. A, that's, a, that's a TMI. Angela, we didn't need to hear that from Mike. Uh, we're happy that you were at the show. Yeah, no, that's, and, okay. uh, that's, where we're, happy, that's where the line is. Yeah, and happy that you were at the San Diego Loyal game. San Diego Loyal. Four points behind San, uh, San Antonio. We're coming for you. We're going to oh, be top right. in the league. We're kicking. We're going to win the league. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, as far as how nice I feel about Spurs, holy moly. Well, they uh, are good. well actually, st- it was very, very, you've almost got, now you have a vintage Conte performance, right? And that was one of them because what happened first? You can see Like, <laughs> yeah. so like, like, they're still there. Conte is dragging us through the mud that we have built and maintained for 15 years now almost. But he is the man who can, I think, bring us out of it. This is where the delusion starts. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> um, but no, I think it was it was just funny, right? It's like I said. But I, it was, I was, to be fair, it was our friend, our favorite Southampton player, oh, JWP. What a magnificent finish. What a man. Oof. I drafted him. He's on our team. I was happy he got the goal. He did the celebration. And I was like, all right, they are there. But then I think Southampton are Southampton. They're young. They're naive. They have Hassan Hoodle. They're not good. And uh, one of of the sons that I may have to disown, uh, not Stuart Armstrong. Yeah, I think it's Stuart Armstrong, who they got from the championship the year before. And he had scored like 25 goals. I didn't realize the reason he scored all those goals is because Harvey Elliott was setting him up. I see. And they both left Blackburn. And now Armstrong is terrible. And he was the guy who was supposed to replace Ings. And I don't know why Hassan Hoodle doesn't play Che Adams. I feel like he's Because he's good. bad. Yeah, but they're both bad. Like, they're yeah, really Che Adams, They're all bad. Che, che Adams, he didn't and where's, lead the And, and is Lee Romento dead? He didn't. He, like... didn't. he is, by the way. He's working <laughs> on it, though. I actually read something about him. The thing about Che Adams is that he doesn't lead the league in big chances missed in the last two years because I've looked many times to be like, how the fuck could anybody miss more chances than him? But that's exactly it, right? Because he doesn't even uh, get them. <laughs> right. Well, no, no, that's the thing. It's like percentage of chances missed, I can't confirm, but I feel like he would definitely yeah. be number one. And then and then it's the reason why you're like, Nathan Redmond is like 430. And why does he play? Because he has to. Because yeah, yeah, they have nobody anyway. else. Right, so so Southampton are not the story here. JWP does it. It's really Spurs and Kulishevsky. As oh. much as Kane and it's the Kane and it's the Harry Kane team, and Son has now put himself, if not as one, if not as the number two or one A or one. Yeah, I'd say a golden boot and is being really, friends with uh, yeah. with Tom Holland puts you one A, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah but yeah. The, but what happens when you have a, a a for lack of a better term Batman and Robin uh, over here? is that nobody's paying attention to the right side of the field. Kulisevsky is the perfect man um, to create that that threesome. Look, you know, when Bale was there and when he was playing, he had the most goals or the lowest goals per minute in the Premier League that season. Yeah. The, the, the whatever yeah. the fuck, 2021 yeah. season. So, you know, I, I, I'm i not surprised. I'm, I, I, at this point, I'm not surprised. When, when he started doing this last year, we are like, holy shit, this kid's great. Now, and it's I, similar to when Sonny started to really rise among – you know, the quality in the Premier League alongside Kane, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy's fantastic. But, and all that that does, and, and you see it with the top sides, you see it with Liverpool and City, you can't key on one guy. One guy's not going to beat you because somebody else will. Yeah, and I'm going to go to the scores, and then we'll go, we'll, go, we'll go through everything else. We'll go through the scores and loop back around. But how much t- – put the time on the clock. All right, <laughs> <Over here>. bing. 
<laughs> All right. Fulham start the day. 2-2 draw with Liverpool. They take the lead twice, but Liverpool pull it back. Mitrovic with two goals, and he bullies Trent Alexander-Arnold on a header and does... Uh, and does Van Dyke to draw the penalty. Fantastic stuff. Our friends at Aston Villa get beat by Bournemouth 2-0 on two uh, set-piece goals. So the smell on Gerard is getting stinky. Our, the Team America, Team America, USA, USA, United Leeds. defeat Wolves 2-1. A nice goal by your boys Neto and Podence, but Leeds pull it out. Aronson looking strong. Our How long until at- we can call them America United? <laughs> Soon. Because okay. no, you can't actually use that term because it's not real. They're at as we're as we're potting uh Mar Lagos being invaded by the FBI. It's pretty amazing. Uh that's Newcastle the, that's the reason. <laughs> right. Newcastle too. Nottingham Forest. No, Nottingham Forest are in trouble. They've had to redo their whole team. We should look for them in the back half because I think Steve Cooper's a good coach. The aforementioned Tottenham defeat Southampton. Fantastic. Everton nil. Chelsea won. Everton do the bus thing. This time it doesn't work. They that have no a players, and a guy broke his own leg. Uh, Manchester United on the Sunday games. United <laughs> one, oh. Brighton two. I said a draw. No, did I even think Brighton could win this game? I wanted to give United no more credit. I shouldn't have. Oh, amazing game. Pasquale grows with two goals. Leicester two, Brentford two. Leicester picking up where they left off, taking big leads, losing on set pieces. Brenton for draw. They look like they're nailed on to stay in the league. And then Manchester City in a snoozer for as much as City can be a snoozer. The two moments from Holland win 2-0 away at West Ham. And I think Kurt Zuma's cat. Uh, oh, that was great. I saw that back. clip. There so was a those couple are the of clubs. Yeah, those, those were a couple of clubs. We're going to start right there. Uh, I want to go to United, but we have to keep going from last season with <laughs> Kurt Zuma's cat. For those who don't know, he beat the living shit. Out he of a punted poor to kit. a cat twice. Yeah. Uh, a kitten. Horrible, horrible. It's on video. It's just gruesome. And <laughs> it's funny because there are many people in the world who don't like cats. I am one of them. But when I saw that video, everyone had the same unique reaction, I think. And mine was, get the bastard. Just fucking hurt him. Right? Like, something bad needs to happen to this guy now. And it did. And, and so now, <laughs> right? And so now, anytime he's got a knock or he's got a slight injury or whatever – which the opposing fans will always cheer. That's how your cat felt. And it's fantastic every time. So Zuma, uh, that's how your cat felt. That was after Kurt. That was after Erling Holland just annihilated him. But I want to, I want to start with United. Yes. Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. This punted pundit punter, whatever I am, got a lot of mileage out of Ole. And then we got a lot of mileage out of the schadenfreude of, uh, of, uh, of, of the new coach who didn't do much either. And now we have Ten Hag. I'm starting to think that United just aren't good at all. Yeah. Like, well, they're just look, bad. We have to go all the way back to last season when we both had them pretty high in our predictions. Yeah, we really liked what happened there. Yeah. Um, and you had them in the top four. I had them just outside, but certainly not to where they were. And then go back to March when we were like, they're going to be cruising in the top four race. We were wrong twice, as many, many, many others were. But what we kept saying, if you go back and you listen to the older the shows, <laughs> the archives in season two, um, that they were just a good coach away. They have all the talent, all the pieces everywhere. And maybe that is true. And maybe that is still true. But yeah. man. Yeah. It's un it's unreal. It's I mean, tough. I think it's I a think big the, job for this coach to come in and do. Yeah, I think the thing was, and I and I had Brighton for the draw. Little did I realize. Brighton have never won in the city of Manchester. They did. This is their first win in Manchester ever. Um, But I I thought, you know, Potter, new team, the Cristiano thing, no Martial, all these things that came up. But it was still the same kind of weird defending. Basically, United were good for the first five to ten minutes. Uh, Bruno, if he takes his chance, there's a, a, a chase down on the wing, a cross into him. That he just flubs, uh, I believe it was was it Dallow. I don't know who's who's out there for United, but a shot that Bruno would have scored when he had more confidence, and he blazes it over. They have a couple chances early, and then Brighton do their thing. They start taking the ball. They start doing their thing. United essentially just, I mean, crisscrossing like center backs crisscrossing to defend. Like, what the fuck is going on, yeah. Lissandro Martinez? Really like they oh he's short. He looks small. Like you yeah. see him and you're like, wait a minute. Now I thought, you know, maybe he's five nine, but he's stocky. What if I'm what like if, uh what if he showed t- up 
to like the uh, because he played for Ajax. But what if he showed up at United and it was just him sitting on somebody's shoulders in a trench coat signing the contract? Oh, like a master blaster? Yeah, well, like like uh, like Vincent Adultman in um, in Bojack. Right? Yeah, so yeah, that's clearly so that just was, three kids in a trench coat. Like that was bad, and Gross scores the two goals. Danny Welbeck it was turned back the clock night. He looked like you know I, what's a good movement striker that you go. He had a Danny Ings quality. Like where the fuck is he going? He's doing everything. They're pressing Fred, the McFred, Tom, and anything. They both can't pass. The United can't get anything going. Second half, they're better because little did you know, your boy Erickson was playing in the false nine because yeah. they have no strikers which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, when Erickson is just like, enough of this bullshit. I'm taking this game into my own hands. He drops deep, and all of a sudden, they have a Perlo. Yeah. And he starts popping things around. And Rashford does takes a couple shots. And, and you know, Brighton aren't great. This is, you know, the thing about Brighton is they're not that good. And by the way, <laughs> this is a club who just sold their two most valuable players. They sold $150 million worth of players over the last two years. Right. White. Vasuma and, and Cucurella. Cucurella yeah. they had for a year, and they just made seventy million on him. Boom, no yeah. problem. Yeah. And his hair was the extra money because you know sure, you but see so how that was going. When we're sitting here thinking about this game before you know in the lead into the weekend, you go, United are on the up. You know they've got the Ronaldo mess and whatever, but I really am interested in in the smoke that's coming what out are they of the gonna do? camp. Right, nothing. I think it'll be good. And also, even if it's not at its best, which is perfectly fine, Brighton is they're they're a cart with two wheels right now. Like they're losing yeah. stuff as they go, right? They're dropping Great water coach. Them, they're down the street. Great coach. I cannot Listen, oh no, Grand Potter is a fantastic they coach. Got dominated by Danny Welbeck and Adam Lalana. It's not good. Okay. Danny Welbeck and Adam Lalana. Two if it's guys 10 years that ago, you probably in their like, day oh, were players that played at high levels. Welbeck at at Ars at United when he was a teenager and in his early twenties. Then he had a good stint at Arsenal. Then he just couldn't seem to be healthy. Always a runner, always willing, a winning player, but a, a shit finisher. And I mean, he makes Raheem Sterling look like you know Holland. Make, <laughs> well, makes him look like Lewandowski. Like yeah. he's just not a good finisher. And then Lalana embodied early Klopp. Like Klopp really liked him and appreciated that he did all the pressing. But he was like. But he always got injured too. But they're still there. They're still doing all that stuff. And they just beat them. Like, no problem. Mm-hmm. It was easy. So, United in crisis already. I think the thing is, and I haven't said this yet, so maybe this is a drinking moment. It's a weak link sport. And United have two weak links, Fred and McTominay. And it causes them, no matter how much... Other. Right, and they're right next to each other, right? No matter how much money they spend in the front, you can't get the ball to them. It's the Chelsea problem. It's what I've said for Except fucking Except Chelsea are the other way around, right? The Chelsea has good guys in that spot. Now? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not even, no, because they've, they've lost 17. I've said multiple windows that Chelsea continue to buy, and they're not even, well, Lukaku. They buy the wrong guy. Person. Yeah. Yeah, but like. Werner wasn't ever really a striker. He was that converted, really fast striker that they yeah. just like. He's one of those oh, off the play in the middle, right? Yeah, he's like Lukaku, a better version of Bowen, right? Lukaku, sort of the same thing, right? He always was a striker, but he had winger speed mentality, and tendencies yeah. and mentality, yeah. right? So yeah, so so you know, Havertz now, Pulisic, uh, Ziyech is still there. All these guys they brought in in the last three, two, three years. What would you say you're doing here, guys? Because like, I'll tell you what, like Thiago Silva is still a very good center back, but he moves oh, he, about as fast as I do. He was going to get got, and they just yeah. made a mistake. Because yeah. Southampton, because Everton aren't good enough. But, no. So then we have the other contenders. So we have United with a bad midfield who basically break their system. Liverpool's midfield was creaky. They had these games where Liverpool just don't do their thing. They're in Fulham. Fulham are fighting. Fulham, the fighting Fulhams play really well. They're in the midfield's face. And it's one of those games where you're watching Liverpool and you're like, all right. And I know Liverpool fans know this and I've watched them because they drive me fucking insane. I want to keep everyone in mind. This is not to kill Liverpool. They are undefeated in 2022. The year is almost over. <laughs> yeah. So they're a fantastic team. 
but they have these games where things don't work. At Enfield, they find a way. On the road is where they get these draws where you're like, oh, they still have the fight. It's still there. They can still muck it up, but they had to bring on Nunez. They had to get things going. Trent Alexander-Arnold, whether he's the problem or not, whenever they give up goals, it's on his side because he's the weak link, right? That's fine. It's not to say that he's the worst defender or the worst fullback ever, but if you are going to score on Liverpool, it's going to be on Alexander-Arnold's side. And let's dig a little bit deeper into that, okay? Because I don't want us to be – okay, well, we are. We hate Liverpool. It's not the point. I don't hate them. But uh, but that's not the the point. Even if we did, we respect the shit out of them, okay? So the point still is this. If I am playing Liverpool, I have to come up with some kind of a game plan against anything. That's not nothing. If I (laughs) deem Trent Alexander-Arnold to be the weakest link in the Liverpool side, it's like everything has a best and everything has a worst, technically, right? So theoretically, if I'm trying to build – a, a an attacking strategy to go after Liverpool to get points. It, well, regardless of where the fucking game is played, I am probably going to say, "Hmm, seems like he's a little suspect down the right wing. We should go with our le- we should go with a left sided attack, right?" Yeah. I, I, it just feels like it. So yes, yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold is going to be the starter for England, even though there's a ton of really good right backs. There's a there's a he's got tremendous quality, but we said it many times in the show. He can be a liability at the back sometimes. Yeah, and then when you think, and then to juxtapose it is on the other side is the Van Dyke Robertson side, and nothing gets through there. That that's like as about as Fort Knox as a pair as there is, especially with Allison, who I'm not going to. He's the best goalkeeper in the world. Like the dude fucking saves that team goals. That you're just like, how did what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so we have Trent Alexander Arnold gets done on a back post. Mitrovic just eats him and just swallows him whole because he's about a foot taller, headers in, they're up a goal. Um, Salah pulls one back. I'm pretty sure that's the events there. So, no, all through the first half, Fulham are playing well. Second half, the changes come in. Harvey Elliott comes in. Nunez come in. Who knew that James Milner needed to come in to completely change his team? Then Nunez gets the goal, a lucky bounce off of him. Then, in the 72nd minute, Fulham think they're going to win this thing. Mitrovic draws a penalty. He fucking does Van Dyke. He does the fucking Fred Flintstone twinkle toes. Van Dyke clips him because he's on his heels. It's the worst defending I've ever seen Van Dyke do. Don't nah, know why I've seen worse. I don't know why he was backing off Mitrovic. What was he I've seen of? worse, and it was against Harry Kane when he was on Southampton. It's not important. I just bring it up to my friends who like Liverpool <laughs> all the fucking time. Anyway, he literally, he literally has not been dribbled past in two years. So just to give you a sense of. How well, good it was more than two years ago. I believe it was five. It's not right, exactly. So, so he does clip him. Mitrovic t- finishes it, takes it, does his crazy. He does the the Michu, the Michu dance, and Fulham look like they're flying. And then uh, Salah links up with Nunez on a flicked ball. You know, Liverpool are good. They get their draw. But seeing as we know that Liverpool and City are literally a point apart over three years, these two points, the way things have been the way the pressure is, the way these two teams react to pressure and push each other, it's going to be that 95 points again. And Liverpool are going to go, these are the points we can't drop because City's not losing more than four games. City's not drawing more than five games. Liverpool's not losing. They lost two games last year and still didn't win the league. So, so it's so hyper. Like yes. for these two teams, it's early, but it's these this shit fucking matters, dude. I totally understand going yeah. into this game, you as a theoretical Liverpool supporter go, these are three points we have to have. In the bag, like just done. We have, don't even think about it. But if you look at the performance. It was bad. Liverpool were lucky to get one, right? Absolutely. Because right? De- right. Cordova Reed hit the post. Right. And so I think that there is a way that, you know, you can't win the league in August and September. You just can't. But you sure no. as fuck can lose the league in August and September, which I think is kind of what you're getting at. But so it's I'm not more that. Concerned. It's just that the point, points matter. They all yeah, every for, these, for this for this league for these two teams winning the Premier League is fucking hard. No, I understand. Oh, hi. Try being another team. Um, <laughs> well, my my thinking on this is not. I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, what I'm saying is if. I'm more concerned if I'm a Liverpool fan. And I get that it's the first game or whatever. Nunez didn't even start. He will. I'm more it's, concerned. It, they're done with Firmino. It's done. 
Well, I mean, now, sure, but yeah, like it's over. There's going to be enough games that he'll get in anyway. But like, I think that there's there's more concern for me if I were a Liverpool fan with the performance than the results, right? Yeah, because I the agree. result was a bonus. You should have yeah, lost. It just that. seemed out of nowhere. Like they were so good in the community shield. The fact that James Milner has to come on and gin this team up to be like, this is Liverpool. This is how we do shit is a problem. They're still yeah. probably a midfielder short. Well, they're at least one now because Thiago's out again. But he's always out. Like he just well, he, that's kind of what we said, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you know that that navigate size this summer. When you look at what 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 you what City did bringing in Phillips, Phillips is if they would have signed Grealish this summer and not last summer, it would make a lot more sense. In the same way that you said, oh, he's basically a soon to be Kevin De Bruyne replacement, it right? Might, or if it doesn't work, they'll ditch him. Sure. But guess what? This is your Fernandino replacement. He left. Yeah. He came in. Nobody ever questioned it. It was great business. Yeah. But this is the the war that City is signing up for. I don't know that Liverpool fully appreciates it, right? Because they go, oh, no, no. We're as good as City without question. Nobody's arguing that. You're as good as any team in the world. But guess what, bucko? You have to do this every three days for eight months. So For years. Well, for years, right, right. So <laughs> yeah, you, you have to, you, you have like, to you literally have days. to go again. You have to do it every three days for eight months. You get three weeks off. They all fuck off to their countries for two months, and then they come back tired, fat, and out of shape. And then you got to go again. Right? And then yeah. you and and, and, then and, you and drop Liverpool might be fold. fine in a month, but you know, because I really did. I it really seems like, and this is exciting for someone like me who's a nerd and he's one of my sons. It is exciting to see that they are gonna use. Fabio Carvalho, who's 18 years old, who they yeah. got from Fulham yeah. on a regular basis. He can't, they're going to, they need him. Like they he may him. just be a guy and Harvey Elliott. And we'll see what Klopp does with this. But for Liverpool, this is, this is a, another one of these wake up calls. And I'm sure they're worried about it. And I'm sure they have concerns and just like, damn, Trent Alexander Arnold weak in the defense, not because he's a bad defender. He just is their weakest defender and makes them look really bad. And do they change the way they play? They probably don't have to. They only gave up know, 25 goals last year. And they still have Anfield. Anyway, but this has to this has to be juxtaposed with where we're going next, which is my team putting to bed whatever sort of like, oh, com- you didn't you weren't on the show, but community shield, city were a little disjointed, Holland didn't seem right, but, but, but all this oh, all the bullshit. And it was just like, hey, is this gonna be a problem? It's not gonna be a problem. City again invented a new way of playing. Pep is a fucking lunatic genius. I don't know what the fuck he did this time. But are you ready for this? This time, double inverted fullbacks. <laughs> I did say I didn't watch the game, but I did, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Double inverted fullbacks. <laughs> like I thought it was Grealish a with Grealish and Foden way way wide. They start crossing balls in like it's 1963 trying to get the ball onto Holland because now we have a giant striker. And then Gundogan and 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 De Bruyne are just like wherever they want to go. They're just two eights right. flying around. But they basically do this the two in possession. It's like two, two, four, five against the front line. You're like mm-hmm. this two, two, five. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So it was super controlled. And I don't think that West Ham had a way. They were like, wait, 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 wait. You can't have you what? So they yeah. just kind of sat off and just didn't know what to do. And of course, Lee Dixon was doing his classic. You just need to go man for man for five minutes. I'm like, you think we don't have a plan for you guys going man for man for five <laughs> minutes? We we'll just run away from you, and you have to yeah. follow us, and then we'll do this. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So it was kind of a boring, methodical, very city game. And I think you know how these city games are. They just kind of bounce around and do their city thing. But then in the moments. When Holland takes off, it seemed like City didn't quite know which pass to make until they did. And that pass was this sort of short, down-the-side burst that Holland goes. And you don't see it regularly. But when Holland starts moving fast, he's really fucking fast. Like, over a short distance, he takes off, draws a penalty after... Uh, Fabianski got hurt. So Arioli just brings him down. Not only does he draw the penalty, and this is different for City fans. We all know this. He took it and put it away, which is yeah. like, oh, a guy with like big, a little big dick energy, which yeah. I like. Oh, yeah. He does. <laughs> I like a big uh, dick. Look, I did not get to see any of this game. 
<laughs> and I wish I hadn't <laughs> talked over that wonderful soundbite that we would have used forever. Um, I like but, the big uh, dick. I'll I say think, it again. There you go. I think um, I get annoyed when City get alleged of having these boring victories over lesser teams. West Ham is not one of those clubs. They're just not. Nope. I hate playing them. Okay. They and make so, people look, City make teams look terrible. And that should be the talking point. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I had, I played hockey in high school and, and I had a coach grab me one, one time, not, not like, you know, you were talking about penises, but like I had him pull me aside and say, listen, you know, like a lot of my jokes and humor, and it's true in the show too, are like, or it's like self deprecating. Right. And yeah. he used to be like, don't do that. At least not in front of other people, not in front of the coaches, because then if they're like, they, he, if he's making fun of him, like it, it kind of snowballs and right. And so like, you kind of get yourself into these weird situations. You're easier to cut basically was the, was the, thing. Oh, I see. I see. So I kind of think about that in the terms of Manchester City. You shouldn't be like, yeah, you know, it was a little methodical. It was like, no, we pulverize them into a fine fucking powder. That is the word that Robbie Musto used on the NBC Sports 2 Robbie's yeah. podcast. That they yeah. were pulverized. Like they got yeah. put in a blender and they just yeah. hit pulverize for 60 minutes. They just, they the just didn't know what hit them. The ball yeah. was just bouncing around and they just had it. And it was 90 degrees and City were like, you know what? We're going to do this when we're ready. And then there's a moment. The second that West Ham tried to attack, bing, bang, boom, steal the ball, De Bruyne in the midfield by himself, Holland takes off. And when I say that motherfucker is fast as fuck, he was gone. He just made Aaron Cresswell look like he wasn't there. Or Tyreek Mitchell, young defender, was playing on the wing, but all the West Ham defenders were hurt. He just went past him. And not even like he's on the shoulder and needs to cheat. He's not even playing offside. He's just like, I'm going to stand in front of you. And when I'm ready to go, I'm gone. Hey, and then the thing that was so happy. Now. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I was so happy about is all I could think about was how often Sterling would make those runs and just miss with his chocolate leg. And he just puts it away. I'm like, oh, God, this is so much better. <laughs> and it's through the middle. It's just different. It's just like yeah. center forward play that I haven't seen. You know, kind of, you know how it is. It's I know sun, how it is. The, the sunny runs where Kane just puts it in, but it's the sunny runs are, I feel like they're more in space rather than these sort of like laser beam through balls that are in the middle. So, so basically what I, the difference, and, and there's an important distinction, is that Kane will drop deep, pick up the ball, but actually he won't even, he'll look at sun and he'll go, go, pick up the ball and just throw it into an area basically. Just Right. But they're kind but, of lofted. This was like a, 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 a Kevin De Bruyne laser beam through the middle. Yeah, if to make a football reference, if it was like a stop and stutter from a wide receiver where he just yeah. leaves the cornerback, like what the fuck? Where did he go? And and um and Kane just throws it into an area and boom, touchdown, right? Basically right. every time. Whereas this is surgical precision. This is amazing. this should be this should be in a medical journal. The, right? like, ball, the, th- the thing is, it's the through ball that City used to have when Sane and Sterling were together. They kind of lost. They yeah. they would they had it a little bit with Sterling. But it was the Sterling and Sané together that sort of made that work. But mm-hmm. Holland has the pace that that Sané had, and it's it's and it's a little bit different. It's about twenty yards off. It's more through the center. It's not on the wing where you kind of have to things have to happen, and it has that back post. This is Holland through the middle, and they just figured it out. I think the clicking is already there. Mm-hmm. And then Holland has an interview, which is great where he's on Sky and he's like, it was a bit shit. And they're like, mm, language. So he did it. And then he was like, oh, shit, I forgot. It was <laughs> I mean, the interview was terrible, but the fact that he said shit twice and the English were like, mm, fruity language. Oh, wait a yeah. minute. Are we going to get to stop complaining that City doesn't have a personality now? Shut well, thank God. This is the thing. We do have a – City do have a star. Um, and I will say, you know, I liked – Foden was incredible. Grealish – I'm worried for him. Maybe he'll get there eventually, but Uh, well, look, he got, he got a taste of the, the, the glitz and glam, you know, like, and I think that I can confidently say that there is a direct lineation between Deli Ali's um, Instagram, uh, I guess, sponsorships and his, (laughs) and his, his fought mob rating. Right. So, I mean, uh, he was, he he was bad. He was bad in that Chelsea game. He came yeah. on for Everton. It's just like, oh. oh, he was. He was really bad. Let's pivot to that because it was one. You want to go to that or you don't want to go to Arsenal? You don't ever want to talk about Arsenal? I do. No, because I watched I watched <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal and Chelsea the most this weekend. Yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, I, I didn't really have a whole lot of time. Arsenal to be able to watch were good, it. man. 
Arsenal. Let's all right. We'll start with Arsenal. Then. Uh, yes, th- I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it at all. So what I what I liked about the performance was Selhurst is tough. It's yeah. a motherfucker, and they went in there in the first thirty minutes and said, "Not today." Even though they that, didn't score very quickly, they, right? It they, was they really um, created a lot of shit. Uh, Martinelli hit the post on it. Like had uh-huh. Jesus scored that goal, it would have been like a holy shit. Something has happened. Like he went through t- twinkles through three guys. Lays it off, it bounces to Martinelli, and he just flat misses it. But then he ends yeah. up setting up the goal for Martinelli anyway. So, so that was a tremendous, you know. But, but like, I think to your point, you're onto it, right? Like, was that they didn't really allow anything, anything. So, like, that, yeah, for my money, that was one of the best performances at Selhurst Park that I've ever seen by an opponent. Only team. for a half an hour because they could have given up goals. I mean, like, yes, Edward. Edward, he missed one. Like there was yeah, a cross he that he just flat out missed. But whereas in the first half, look, and, and, you know, I I'd say it's one of the more intimidating for whatever reason. I don't know. I've never been there, but more intimidating Premier League grounds, just based on it's fucking loud dude. when you're watching the game on TV with the results that usually come out of it against big sides. Um, There's but a reason so if why you they're can on re- Monday night every week. No, I know, <laughs> but if you can reduce the the amount of time that you have to deal with Selhurst Park for all intents and purposes. From 90 minutes to 60 minutes, if we're saying that we had a good 30, right, or, or whatever it is, you yeah. have Crystal Palace on the ropes then. Because it's almost as if they feed off of that energy, and there was, like, something missing for them, and it was a symbiotic, like, well, if I'm not giving it to you, you're not going to, like, back and forth sort of thing. And then things started to they grow into the game a little bit more. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, it just – I didn't think about it until we were talking before. I was like, Jesus, yeah, they, they really did. Just neutralize Selhurst Park, you know? Yeah, and then I think, you know, second half, they grew into it. You know, it's typical Arsenal's young. But the thing that was good is that they were strong. And the other narrative out of this game is William Salaba looks like they've got their Van Dyke, their Diaz, their central defender that's just like, <laughs> fuck, they've got a guy. Yeah, right? sure. And, 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 and I think Gabrielle and White were good last season. But now they have another one. And the thing that I and, – and I'm not going to short shift uh, Saliba's performance. What I really liked out of this game was Ben White, a goofy-looking white center back dude, he was on Zaha. Zaha got nothing. Yeah. And I was like, is he going to be out there? Because when he played for Leeds, he used to play in the midfield. And Arsenal got him to be on the ball. Is he going to be one of their fullbacks? A mm-hmm. big six foot two fullback. I mean, it's they, just. I mean, they'll find a way. Like they'll play the three. Yeah. They'll play wingbacks. Arsenal got a second goal because, um, uh, what's his face? I can't remember his guy. I can't remember any of these guys. Any of these goddamn, goddamn names. Um, <laughs> Is it Saka. Uh, yeah, Saka just fired a ball off Gehi. I mean, it was yeah. a laser beam. Oh, that's like, right. Let's see yeah. if we can get this in. He almost knocked him out. Uh, <laughs> tried to kill him. Although, by the way, our friend Zuma did almost get killed by a ball by a shot from Holland. He took it in the face, like yeah. out cold. It yeah, it's fantastic. So so Arsenal do get their win. We'll see where they are, but this is like another thing. This is that thing that we've like the, that we've been talking about is just the, the growth. And I want to do that step back that we do. It's just like one of the things and I think it's forgotten and it's it's lost of as we think about American sports, how we just fucking reload the dice. There's no go again except a little bit in basketball, but then like teams fail and the guys all jump ship. You were seeing it with Durant, but the fact that you have to build Arsenal's been on this project. Arteta's been now like year three. He's got his guys. He had to deal with Aubameyang. The team's all young. They stripped it down to the bolts. Lacazette's gone. All the Wenger guys are gone except for Shaka somehow. I don't know how the fuck that guy's still there. (laughs) And, uh, and Pepe. Pepe is still on the bench. <laughs> yeah. But they are building something, and it is happening, and it takes years. Or or with with, with Spurs, there was a buildup with Pochettino. You had you had the bad window, and that you could almost see it in the moment, even though the decline wasn't at that season. Oh, no. You could see it in the moment. <laughs> no, we were all there like, guys, we're second place. What the fuck? City's not even good right now. What? <laughs> let's, let's fucking go. <laughs> August 8th. Yeah, Obviously, so they don't they don't re, they, they don't reload, and then you, they they fall on the downside, and and now the same players, the core is still there. It's still Dyer, it's still Kane, it's still Son. Four years later, but now the the investment has come in, and they've reloaded, 
And now it looks like Spurs is on the up with the same group, really the same core of Loris, Dyer, Kane. You know, they just needed a new midfield, really. Right. So I think um, there are more similarities between what you just described in American sports. Not Basketball being probably the outlier here, but I'll go to hockey. But you have it if the teams are done right, but not by, as much by, as By going to. to the done right, though, you start yeah. in a completely different place. You trade everything. You tank. You suck. So that you can get what you hope is one wonder kid in two to three years in the top five. Sucks. So, so no, the, the, the early creations of it and the, the Rangers, for instance, right? Like they, they had a couple of young players, the draft, all the come all the way through smart scouting. And then you go, Hey, we're in Manchester, Artemi Panarin come here for all of the money in the world. Right. So, <laughs> so there's, there's ways to do that, but, but you're still sort of hamstrung. I think the important thing that, that's similar at the top is that, I think of it like a conveyor belt, right? Like you have uh, to reload as you're going. Yes, but but you're only you still have to sort of wait your turn, and it very well may never come. And I'll give you an example of that. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll never Tottenham, come. Too, right? Yeah, never. Tottenham were like, hey, City, and, and 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 all American sports. The conveyor belt analogy works because. You know, you work it until you just can't, and the salary cap eats you alive, and then you're back at the. But bottom, thankfully, right? we, but what I'm saying is, that we don't have a salary cap. Yes, you can but just you go. You still go, to th- go through cycles. City yeah. and Chelsea both simultaneously were like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and they fell off, right? And so yeah. Spurs were like, "Oh my goodness!" Well, you also next. had Arsenal. You had a lot going. On. We are, we, oh, and, and, and then on the fair, outside rail, this fucking runaway train called Leicester City comes flying in. Um, but, right, yeah. but but theoretically, that is theirs to lose, and they lost it. But like, I think that's the other, sort of the other how the conveyor I... belt works in the Premier League. If you don't continue to reload, like you said, then you're fucked in wherever you're always going to be. It's we say this almost every show. It's the early 2000s American League. It's the Yankees and Red Sox going back and forth, back and forth, and it forces the A's and the Twins and the Mariners and whoever else to get their shit in gear. Right. Well, what I think is interesting about the whole era right now is like. That United are so poor. There's this, there's the, there's this Dallas Cowboys here spending yeah. money year upon year upon year, mm-hmm. fucking up year upon year upon year. I mean, when 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 I see a United fan go, "Oh, you city spend money," I'm like, "You okay. guys fucking." <laughs> okay. No, I mean, listen, there there are many shades of delusional out there. Yeah, the, the yeah. United fan who doesn't think. <laughs> or, or gets to cry poverty because of yeah, city it's spending. Just laughable. Like, oh, by the way, <laughs> City's net spend this summer. Laurent, this summer has been good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's like plus a hundred. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not Cougarel. Uh No, Sterling. we didn't have to spend on Cougarel. It's even no, better. No. Yeah. So by the way, they got fleeced. We can go to Chelsea from here. Cucurella and Chelsea played Everton. Everton did the blue bus meetup. They did the whole thing. They went for the full thing. Everton. They did the whole thing, and they still – they're in relegation fight mode with they're no bad. striker. They're they only so gave bad. up the one goal, and I don't think Chelsea really created anything, to be fair. I watched no, that game. so they gave up the one goal. And, and Decore was just like, please give me a penalty. I did this before. I'm going to do it again. Like, yeah, yeah. What are you doing, dude? So first of all, there's eight minutes of stoppage time. Because a guy broke his own fucking leg. Yep, which was gruesome, and we, I don't even want to. But like, because oh, because Pickford got his fucking leg broken, let the ball go out. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so you when you see there's that much extra time, you're like, oh, there's gonna there's gonna be a goal in extra time, and then you see, what do you know? Chelsea got a penalty. How about that? Right, right on the stroke of halftime there. But uh, and it was funny because. For less funny reasons, or I suppose equally funny reasons, uh, there was a long stoppage into the second half because, uh, unfortunately, a fan, uh, they, they stopped the oh, game for a fan. Yeah, uh, I got sick. That's weird. Strangely. That's again, it's so weird. I don't – I don't uh, – anyway. Uh, uh, but I saw every second of that second half uh, as when I tuned into it, and, and I just was marveling at the disinterest that Chelsea had in winning the game, which was matched only or bettered only by Everton's. They didn't give a fuck. That game was awful to watch. It was terrible. Yeah, really, really bad. Really I bad. Still, and I, I was talking still... to friends who were Chelsea fans, and I was like, look, you can say bad things about your team. It's okay. You don't have to be a happy clapper. Let's be very clear about something. Everton are awful, and you guys don't I have do, any interest in being here. I do want to shout out one player for Everton, and it's weird to say it, 
But Alex Iwobi is really good. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go Anthony Gordon. <laughs> well, Gordon we know, but Iwobi was the one that if you you sort of think about uh, United not having a guy to stitch things together, Iwobi's always stitching shit together. He, get, yeah. he doesn't mind. He'll get on the ball and he'll pass it out. The fact that, you know, this team is bad or whatever, McNeil and Anthony Gordon, they didn't have a strike or whatever. But I really wa- watched him in the first half, and I was very impressed with uh, – with Anthony Gore, with with Iwobi, and then yeah. the other thing that was impressive, and I thought about in this game, in the context of good, oh, in the context of how great teams collect players, and when you take a player out of that great team, what they look like. On the flip side, we know what Grealish looked like on Villa, but now we're seeing Raheem Sterling in Chelsea, and I was like, I oh this. yeah, he can do a lot of stuff. You have to take. <laughs> <laughs> with with obvious exclusions for probably De Bruyne and Diaz alone, yeah, yeah. you have to take ten percent of the value of any player on that team, at least if you're going to sign him. You can't They're overpay just... for Raheem Sterling. You just fucking can't. Yeah, but the th- what I'm talking about is like seeing Raheem Sterling in the context of Chelsea. You're going to get so much more out of him. Because what – so I, I wrote this to a friend. I'm going to see if this this works with you. These guys are incredible solo artists like jazz players who can do and do all this yep. shit. But when you're on Manchester City, it's like play that one note. You're in the orchestra. I'll point at you. The guy's a billion-dollar player. And he just goes – my guy. Oh, I see. When you're so on you're hussy, he can do lots of stuff, right? So Grealish, when he was on Aston Villa, could do – all this stuff on city. It's like, we stop doing all that stuff. Just get the ball, get fouled, get the ball attack. Stop standing there and waiting to be fouled in. So with, with Chelsea, all I saw from Raheem was like, he's 15 yards lower. I mean, grabs drops deep 15 yards. He's taking the ball and going, which is so different because normally on city, he just had to make the runs and wait for the ball to come. But now he's dropping in doing stuff. And he could go to score a goal, except uh, Yarmolenko, not Yarmolenko, some co-Ukrainian flag. Oh, Mikolenko. That one. Uh, he blocked it off the line. Yeah. Um, Although Raheem, of course, okay. didn't finish, which is totally Okay, different. so you're saying the opposite of what I said. That's yes, I'm fair. saying the opposite. Yes. Yeah. I uh, Because I, because look at Jesus. Now he's on Arsenal. He's yes. going to have the run of the team. He's going to be like, oh, you can do all this other stuff that you didn't, yeah. you didn't you weren't allowed to do. I worry about it maybe from a winger's perspective versus a striker because a striker is going to get chances, maybe less chances than he would have at City. Um, or maybe more because he is – they, they a stri- have a striker, right, and not a Being a striker time. at City sucks. Half the time yeah, you're just yeah, – yeah, 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 You have to make runs. Yeah, but you being never a get winger, the ball. you've got 74 guys playing the same position. You've got yeah, that, you that, that orchestra feel, right? Even when you do play, what would you say you do here? So, yeah, I get that. I just – I didn't love uh, Chelsea's signing of Sterling. Try to say that five times fast. Um, well, they the don't, reason they, why is you'd assume they I, didn't need him. You're like, well, he's just a he's a just 10% another better Werner. Yeah. Exactly. He's just another winger who could stand there and be a schmuck. I well, they got that. rid of Werner, so that's good. He's gone. Right. Right. But so, I mean, I just that, – that I think that's – going back to the City argument, though, and the orchestra analogy, I kind of – I get what you're saying – uh, and I and I actually hear it, but what I'm saying is that uh, that whatever instrument is going to be fucking really out of tune for a pretty long time. Like he's not just going to remember how he was at Liverpool six years ago or whatever it was, right? Like, yeah. So, so I think that yes, does he still have that in the bag? Sure. Does yeah, but to bring I, him up I think from earlier I, in the show, I think Deli Ali also. Yeah, technically, no, his you know, is gone. His is gone. I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. On. Even me. What, Even me. What the thing that's sad is that he should have been – they should have just put him in as a nine and just do your thing. Like just get sure. your head on the ball. For lack of a better answer, yeah, I guess you don't have Try anything. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, so, but also, this is not – this is a – that's a game you play against a shit Champions League side when you know you have an easy game on the weekend that you don't like, – yeah. try something stupid. You don't try something stupid not, and not that it is or isn't stupid. Try something different and, and crazy – on the first day of the season, right? Like against a team that, you know, they're, as we said about, about Liverpool, this is three points you should have. I understand Goodison Park, but three points you should they have. They never beat them in Goodison. I know. Never. 
I know in 10 years they said something like that. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Oh. So, but, but you but, know what? If you said yeah. that to me before last season, would that sound that crazy? No. Yeah. That's the well, point. That's how far Everton have fallen. Where you're like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, by the way, I don't think they'll get relegated. They're too. I do. I think, did I, no, do no, I no, think no, that? No. Let's see. No, they just made another signing. Tarkovsky makes a difference. I, I think it yeah. won't, who keeps them up? It's not going to be Frank Lampard because he's going to get fired. No. And I was going to say, <laughs> we should start a new segment uh, after next weekend's games uh, called hot take Tuesday. And uh, see like, like the first one's like, Lampard's getting fired this weekend. Like something something <laughs> stupid and ridiculous, like a headline, like a yeah, newspaper headline. Yeah. yeah, I do want to go through some of the other teams and yeah, go through the number of scores because some of our friends, some of our favorite friends are out there. We have at home Leeds defeating uh uh Wanderers Wolves. Wolves. They win the XG battle, but that doesn't say much. I think Wolves were good. They did have Bamford. He sets up Aronson slash not Aronson. It's an own goal. For the win there, looks like Potence and Hugh Wang they score a goal, so it doesn't look. It looks like Wang's going to be um, uh, Wolves' striker for now. Connor that, Cody is clean. out there now in a back four. Yeah, so Connor Cody is actually going to Everton, so it's going to be Wang, Co- Cody uh, no. and and Tarkovsky, and that's solid. Like. That's a yeah, solid. You're, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Now you're uh, not going top half. But you're not going down. Fair. Okay. Uh, on that Huang note, um, one thing is that it seemed, and again, I was just trying to extrapolate what I could. I did not get to see much of the game, a little bit of highlights. It seems like it might be his benefit and Pedro Neto's uh, uh, lack of lack of action, potentially. So something that's one, that's as a sample size this fucking big, but let's keep an eye on that as we go further for Wolves. That's Pedro Neto is supposed to be a big time player for them. He was he was back to healthy at the end of last year and right at the end started to put in the goals again. But he there was a lot of big expectations for him after a long summer. And he and led I the team in shots. It. So, you know, on, is, on Sunday you did? Yep. He okay. So Neto and Potence both had three shots. So they should have they probably <laughs> on balance probably should have won this game. Potence did get the goal on a nice volley. Uh, but Leeds showed the fight you'd expect. It was more of a game that you'd expect them to draw. Um, I don't like the complete rebuild of the of the defense. So Otto, Johnny's back in, ain't Nori. No, no Bali, no Connor Cody. They're going with Nathan Collins, who was uh who they pulled up from uh You're scared know. for Wolves. You've got them at 17 and you have Leeds at 18. So that's I don't yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like the plus on Sa. Sa already gave one back. Right, last year regression to the mean. He mm-hmm. gives up. I mean, the fact that the like if a guy gives up a goal in a near post, it's an automatic. You blew it, man. It was a fucking laser beam yeah. <laughs> from Rodrigo, yeah. but he got his hand to it low. You know, if you're gonna give up a goal near post, uh, you know, baseball rules say if you get you know leather on it, you should get it. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Aronson was great. I do. I think I love. I fucking love that dude. I'm excited for him to play. He's got good energy. He's got a good leads thing going. Like I think within the concept of playing for Ellen Road, Ariston is just going to become a fucking hero. And then Bamford being that smooth middle class goal scorer, he had a couple shots on target. So leads look good there. Somebody uh, here said they really like Patrick Bamford in their season preview. That was you. Uh, I thought he would get injured again. Newcastle have an easy go. Two fucking killer goals. Fabian Scher has his once-a-year laser beam from center back that he scores. He's like the best shooting fucking center back in the league. Since right. Vincent Company, right? Yeah, yeah. But he does it every other year. So yeah, uh, yeah. I like I like, I like, like where Newcastle is. What they have got to do is pick a fucking team and go after it. Like, Be like, we are finishing ahead of Leicester and keep that – narrow focus on them and when Leicester get behind them and they're 10 points clear then they got to go we are finishing ahead of fucking Manchester United and really have that focus because I know that's how City did it City saw Aston Villa who were actually a pretty good team and were just like we're taking your players we're taking your spot we're taking your fans we're going after you and I think that's how that's how Newcastle have to be really laser focused. Like identify someone in at the table and be like, "We're destroying you." <laughs> who's, that, who's that team for you? For 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 Newcastle for City or for Newcastle? Newcastle. For Newcastle, I, I, it's Leicester. They should be yeah, like, "We're gonna take Madison off you, even if we don't play him." 
That feels like an attainable goal in what is theor- still theoretically full year one, right? Well, then, then I mean, if if that's the theoretical, but I mean, I think that's really the spot that they. That's really the. Well, where does that they, they that puts them in the top half? And yeah, then we're gonna, yeah, right. But then yeah. after that, it's United, right? Because the, let, let's just look to the, where teams are West right Ham. now. Like it's West Ham for me. I, okay, I, I West, West, Ham, fine. West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. The then spot. after that, you'd be like, we're gonna sign Declan Rice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or Bowen. Bowen feels like a fucking Newcastle player. Oh, he does already. Jeez, right? He's like, just like, oh my god, we need. I like that. I like because that. Almiron. Like I will. I'll put. I'll take. Fucking Bowen over Almarone any day of the week, twice yeah. on Tuesday. And then that really hurts West Ham. And you step on them like a Mitrovic header over Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. So that's how I think about it. And then Forrest is a work in progress. I think we got to give them 10 games. Hopefully Steve Cooper will be able to hang in there and really see how they do in the back half of the season. This is going to sound dumb because what? I have them at 17. Um, is it possible to have a good year and still be relegated? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't think it's easy, right? I, I, I think that that's sort of an, an interesting – You can You can goal. easily have a good year and still be relegated. I think there's a team that was like uh, – uh, Fulham. A couple – with Scott no, Parker. No, they got the shit kicked out of them a lot. Yeah, but the back half of it, we were all like, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're oh, turning right. it around. Oh. Right? So there's yeah, a heroic I – mean, there's a heroic ba- – like – had Leeds gone down last year, you would have felt like it was a rook, and they got lucky to stay up. They got that. That's actually a good point, but but they but we we see them with the advantage of them having not been relegated, right? Whereas yeah. Everton last year, if Everton get relegated, you're like Jesus fucking Christ. Um, well, right. There's there's a noble way to go down. There right? are. Like if, I think everything has to do with your expectations on day one, and where yeah. Leeds and Everton and Wolves are, and Fulham. I'll add Fulham into this. And Forrest I have a and- perfect example. Derby last year, they went down. They were excellent. Wow, but they had a 22-point deduction. 21 points, but yes, <laughs> you're right. Technically, you're right. But my point is, is that I am rooting for Forrest to stay up. I do not think that they will. I, I no. Well, technically, I said I think they will. I don't. Um, <laughs> I want them to take Everton's spot. But, but if they finish 18th and they go down, they can hang their heads high and hold their heads high, not in order. And uh, – and really get after the championship and yo-yo right back up. That's where I think is a realistic. There's a lot of teams that think that way. Life. The championship is fucking rough. No, I know. No, I know. But they, I, spent, they just spent $100 million on players. No, I know they did. And I'm yeah. not saying, you know, what I'm saying is if you, you can't, like Burnley blew it up. Burnley's only reason to watch last season was Max Cornet. They sold him. Burnley's on West Ham. Existence was their was their center backs. They got rid of them. So you're like, I, okay, I love I love Cornell and West Ham. That's such a good place for him. No, I know, but just... my point is, what is Burnley now? Burnley's in trouble. Oh, they're done. They're, they're cooked. Yeah, well, they're, so they're, but but they're completely changing the way they play. You, they they could do that. They could blow it up because the way that they are playing is a new. They're playing a complete. They're just throwing it out because they, they, the guys that they had were never going to be able to play the way company wants to play. So I understand. It's fine. Like it's a complete change. You yes. they were doing what Palace did, where like right, all right. those all those Hodgkin guys, they're all gone. Well, they just let them leave on a free, which is hilarious. <laughs> but what so, I'm so, saying to Nottingham Forest is this, right? We love you, baby. Have have a great year. I'm rooting for you. Laurent's rooting for you. We are. Um, <laughs> but know this: that if you go down and you do not succeed in in avoiding the bottom three in the Premier League, stick it. Hang in there. Because you're yeah. going to be okay in the championship. You're going to come back. Put it this way. You will at worst be, unless you sell off every piece, you will at worst be in the promotion playoffs next season. Yeah. Going, coming back up to the Premier League for, yeah. in two full years. So with that in mind, know that going in. Give it everything you got this year. But don't fucking, don't sell the farm if it doesn't go your way. Because I think exactly. that there's a sustainable something manager. here. It's a good manager. Yeah, I, so, I do want to talk about what, uh, another one of our friends that we love a lot, and that's Brentford, who now look like they feel like they have comebacks in them. They always have Ivan Tony. Uh, I even though, and we'll bundle these two together. Even though Bournemouth got the win versus Villa, I still don't feel good about Bournemouth. They haven't done any moves yet. They got lucky because I don't know what the fuck Aston Villa are doing, but I but, know that Brentford have a fight in them. Like. 
they came back away Mm -hmm. down two goals. Now, Leicester yak fucking games constantly, but Ivan Tony showed something different. They have a new, they have a guy who is going to play. I believe the goal scorer was um, Josh Da Silva, who was one of their good players at the championship. He missed all of last season because he had a hip. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had those guys. So Da Silva comes in. He's almost like a new signing. He was there sort of growing into the team winger. Came been at Brentford since he was 19, 20, 21. He's a five, a five and five, a 10 and 10 guy. And now he's going to be sort of growing into the Brentford side. So they have an extra dude to sort of take, hey, Umbuomo, oh, if you God. fucking hit the post one more time, I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the fucking face. <laughs> um, Bournemouth, listen, and yes, absolutely. Pure luck on that. Um, and, and we have a lot more questions. Here's how you know it was a surprising win. We have a lot more questions about Villa than we know things about Bournemouth after that game. Yeah. So it's, yeah. hold on a second. But to play devil's advocate, as you said about the Liverpool draw, you know, you need, you know, you're only going to have so many trip ups and so many, mar- so much of a margin of error. Well, invert that argument. Three points is three fucking points in the relegation. Oh, they will, they, they're going to go home laughing and be like, we oh, got God, this. Yeah. We feel and amazing. And so if the number – we argued about the number last year for like three months. But like or we, we just kept saying – we agreed with it, but we just kept moving the, the line back. So let's, <laughs> so let's start high and move down this year. If the number is 42, right? Oh, that's high. I shut up. <laughs> if the number is 42, now you need 39. Right, think, yeah, literally, exactly, think like exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm envisioning Major League when uh, the Lou yeah, Brown the pieces, the pieces of the, of the pieces dress, of the, 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 the dress, right? Yeah, that's the, exactly you know. what it is. So you got three. So God bless you, Bournemouth. Go get 39 more. Uh, do I think you're going to? Nope. But uh, it's 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 fun to have them back. I always love the old Eddie Howe Bournemouth teams. So I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got and, and and you know the thing is with um with. With uh, with with Leicester, they're not. They don't have any new players. They're just sort of getting back their injured players. There's still Dewsbury Hall is an addition, a nice little player. They still have Ndidi. You know, they're still working their way through. So I'm, I'm on a game behind. But what I was trying to talk about was was Villa. Villa's got this Diego Carlos guy. They sort of have turmoil in terms of leadership. They sort of bench Mings and are just like, "Fuck off, you're out." Yeah. They're benching Ollie Watkins, which I think is. A mistake and trying to see what he still i don't think he knows what his best group is it, there's a illogical kind of like we have to play coutinho no matter what no matter what no matter what yeah. and then i think there's a lot of there's he... a lot of pieces that I, I i i hope that gerard figures it out but not playing watkins is fucking weird to me yeah <laughs> like really weird that's yeah i actually hadn't seen that um now he did come on the second half. We have this right, five sub. Right. We don't know what the five subs thing means. Well, it only or means if something. If, to the if, top or if there's a manager who's gonna who's going to embrace it and be like, these are the three. These, I'm using my front three. They're gonna run and press like mad. And every game we're switching out the right. same three. No well, one's well, doing that yet. It's either that or or do that with two sets of wing backs. Like you could see Conte do right. Like theoretically, would absolutely they're do doing all the the running. Yes, it does fundamentally change the strategy from that. But what you need is two things: you need four yeah. bona fide Premier League uh, fullbacks or six, you know, attackers, whoever you want. So maybe Chelsea, maybe you shouldn't shouldn't stop buying attackers. I don't fucking know, but um, <laughs> but you're not going to have that problem if you're in the bottom half of the table. Like well, we're sitting it, but here, the, the, but the thing is with Villa, Villa has the talent. Yes, a better team, and they're not pl- deploying it correctly, right? Like they're trying to work in Leon Bailey, they're trying to work in Buendia, they got Bubakar Kamar, they've got guys, and you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, does Gerard know what his group is? And I think that's a question that they have to figure out. Not playing Buendia just is actually feels more egregious to me than 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 Watkins because at least you had Danny Inks. Right, you're not going to play Watkins on the right, so I get that one. Thinking, when did he come on? 66 minute, maybe a little late, but not much. Right, fine. But Kamara for 82 minutes. Yeah, he's the, he's their big signing. 
he's one of these a holding midfielder, whatever. That's what I mean. I don't know. I I don't know if I trust Gerard. I don't know if he's gonna go. Anyway, we gotta wrap this up. We're over an hour. Oh my All God. right, let's get out of here. <laughs> that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Slayer and Olaron Cortines. We are the Football Wing of the Chop Sports Network. I have 15 seconds. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you're listening on Eve on Apple, please rate and review the show. Eight, seven, six, five. 